What's up, people? Take two. We are back. Um, it is Sunday. It is a rainy afternoon. I am here with my beautiful co-host, Alex, to turn your Monday into a holiday. I would ask how Alex is doing, but I first have to tell you what happened the first time we tried to record. Um, we signed in. We logged in. We started talking. Alex holds up his cup of piss. Well, it looks like piss. I have to assume it was piss. And he holds it up to the computer, and he says, guess what's in my cup? Proceeds to pour the cup of piss all over his laptop and immediately cuts out. And, Alex, what happened? What went on? One, it was water with some vitamin C in it. Uh, not enough. Two, not much fell out. Three, the only it reason... Was a good, you had a whoosh. <laughs> the only reason it, it happened... was The only reason I cut away was because it fell on the touch bar. And the your, computers, touch... your computers used to be spilled on, so... What does that mean? Uh, you probably get some liquid on your computer. Right I've there. never spilled anything on my laptop. Sure you haven't. Also, that's why I have one of these, just saying. That wouldn't have done anything. Yes, it would have. It would have kept all the water out. It didn't go on my keys. I think it probably did. It went down my touch bar. Anyway, it's fine now. There was barely any. Dried it off immediately. Um, so how are you doing besides the, the water damage to your not well. laptop? Not well. Not well. Yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I have like a little head cold. Would you say you're unwell? No, not unwell, just not well. Interesting, interesting. So you got a head cold, you spilled water on your laptop, what else? I don't know, nothing. I, I like it, now that I can see you, I just like shook my head no, but uh. But you just got nothing for me, so let's just jump right let's into Let's jump in, let's hop, hop, hop. oh I actually, have, I do have something, I do have something. Oh, now he wants to talk. Well, too bad. Do you think God, too, is afraid? (laughs) Do you think God is afraid of what he's created? Like, what is it? Is like, do you think God hasn't come back to Earth because he, too, is afraid of what he created? I don't know. Something like that. Shout out Steve Buscemi. Shout out out Steve Buscemi. Um, We were going to record earlier in the day today, as it's Sunday, and neither of us have anything going on today for the first time in a while. Yeah, and, fuck football, dog. And uh, that just didn't happen because I watched the Billie Eilish documentary yesterday, and her music's been stuck in my head. And as with anyone who knows Billie Eilish will attest to, a lot of her music is very sad. And I woke up this morning, and I was like, ugh, it's raining. I don't want to move. So I had like a mini little, like, I don't even know what to call it. But that was my morning. So now I'm here. Fact, you wouldn't have watched it if I didn't. That is absolutely not true. I watched it unprompted. Bullshit. Because I said I was going to watch it, and you were like, it's a little long. I don't want to. And then I decided yesterday, I was like, I'm going to watch that. And then you were like, I watched it. It was my idea to watch it for the pod this week. That's all I'm saying. Second of all. Because I was going to watch Tom and Jerry. That's all I'm saying. To what? To Billie Eilish. It wasn't. Absolutely not. Absolute madman. Nope. You wouldn't know what music was if it wasn't for me, dog. What are you talking about? Alex, I invented rhythm. Fuck is you talking about? What you talking about? They, you know, Alex, before me, they used to go one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. And then I invented, you know, four, four and counting time and all that stuff. I don't like to brag about it. I like to stay humble. But before me, it was nonsense. Hashtag humble. Hashtag humble. Alex, Hashtag humble and blessed. What do you think of the documentary? It's just called The World's a Little Blurry. 
Yes. And it's out now exclusively on Apple TV Plus. Plus. I loved it. I thought it was I was like I was excited for this for like the month that it's been announced. And then like I saw two hours, 20 minutes, I was like, that's a pretty long documentary. Yeah. But uh like pretty quickly I was like, oh, this is so, so good. And it's good for a lot of different reasons, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, it's good for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I feel like whenever I see that there's a music documentary coming out, there's something like about like I have to just I sit there and think about like okay when did they know what they were doing with all this footage because we live in the day the age of you know Snapchat videos like Jordan five years from now could decide he wanted to make a documentary about us yeah with all the videos he has and you know Apple TV would pick it up it'd be a huge hit obviously Oscars Golden Globes the whole amount but uh you know he wouldn't but. You know, for Billie Eilish, you know. What are you doing? What's going on with your eyes right now? You got makeup in your eyes? No, dude. I got like an eyelash in my eye or something. But thank you for derailing the entire conversation because of it. Oh, you I'm, I'm trying to get it out of my eyes. You got the you black liquid yellow. coming out of your eyes. What? You got the black liquid coming out of your eyes. Dude, that shit is crazy. That shit's... We're going to talk about it. It's fire. Um, anyway, so she was so young. She was like 16. Dude, I didn't realize she was 13 when Ocean Eyes came out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think she was 13 when she wrote the song, and I think she was 16 when it actually, like, released on the streaming. She was pretty young when in that first clip. She was very young. She was, dude, she was 17 when she Well, that's what's crazy, that it's crazy that this documentary, like, it jam-packs so much in it. And then at the end, I was like, and it, it was only a year. Yeah. Like, this, like, the documentary makes it feel... Like, this is, like, a three-year stint, but it's literally, like, 17 to 18. Yeah. Like, her, and we're going to talk about it, but, like, her, and we've talked about this before, like, at length, her rise was, like, meteoric. Like, unfathomably. But completely well-deserved. Yeah, no, we'll talk about that, too. Yeah, I agree. I just want to get to that later. Um... But it's like now we're seeing this like trend of people kind of like blowing up very like Brockhampton's a perfect example. Like from the beginning, from when Saturation One dropped to when Saturation Three dropped, that was like eight months, I think, ten months. And uh, I saw them at the beginning of that, and then at the end of that, two completely different experiences. And uh, this is like. that times 10 where it was just this like like Brockhampton I saw at Irving Plaza at the beginning of the summer or like at the beginning of the year for like 40 bucks 50 bucks you were at that show or no you weren't you came to the second one I've seen them at Irving Plaza we we saw them at and then again at uh Terminal 5 at like the end of the summer I believe within the same year and that shit it was literally like three times the size of that show and then you look at Billy in the documentary, like at the beginning of it, she sells out her hometown club. Dude, I'm and then I remember so mad. I'm so bitter just watching like the show and just hearing them talk about how quickly she sold everything out and like her US tour. Like yeah. what I would have given to go to that show. Dude, I remember one, I felt like she was on tour literally like the whole time, like the whole year. 
Yeah. Because it was always like she's performing in New York. And it and was she a, was, I think. It was at Radio City. It was at MSG, I believe. With I remember Denzel. the Radio City one. Tickets were literally like six grand resale. Yeah. I was like, yo, Elton John tickets aren't going for that much. Yeah. Um, Which is upsetting because at that point when we saw that, we were like, yep, we're never going to see her. <laughs> literally. And I would love to, yeah. I would love to. And watching this made me, I was like, yo, these shows look fire. Because she's awesome. Her performing copycat. Psych, bitch. Boom. That shit. I was like, yeah, I miss concerts. So bad right now. I was going to say, this is definitely like giving me a little bit of my fix, but it's like a double-edged sword because a part of me is like, ooh, concerts. And then the other part It's a good concert movie. Oh my God. I want to go. It is a good concert movie. If you like Billie Eilish's music, even if you don't really care about her story, you can like really, really enjoy a lot of the footage of her performing a lot of her songs and just seeing how her music was written. Um, and it's very interesting. Real quick, I'm gonna give a shout out to Phineas because I think that a lot of people don't know that her and her brother are like a songwriting team and that he's been there since the beginning. Um, but Phineas is fire. He makes his own music that's also really good. So go check it out. Everyone go check out Phineas and uh, keep spinning both of them all day long, every day. Um, well, it's I very, like, give some respect. It's very clear that family is obviously super important to her um and i like that like each of her like her mom her dad and phineas have like a little moment and like the the parents moments in particular really that's when i was like this is a very good documentary and i just started tearing up in her like dad's moment moment i know what you mean yeah because they like bring you into the family yeah and like like yo she's been on a world tour at this point multi like i think i remember hearing when the album dropped because i heard that i started listening to her right after the album dropped because literally my whole timeline was like talking about billy eilish i was like yeah i, I never heard it, of this person yeah and i remember when the album dropped and i used to force everyone at tau to like play this shit on the on the aux i used to make liam and schwartz play billy eilish on the aux um but I remember seeing as as I get, I was listening to it. I remember seeing that like she had the most pre saves on Apple Music out of any artist ever, and I was thinking about that. I was like, "How is that possible?" Like Ariana Grande, Drake, like how is she blowing everyone out of the water? Um, so she's obviously this massive superstar overnight, essentially, and uh, and in the documentary, her dad's like. She's taking her first drive on her own. And her dad yeah. is like still giving her the whole spiel. And like they show him she's like fiddling his yeah. thumbs and shit. And it was like she, he's just like talking about like watching her grow up. And I was like, like how what, what's it like from that aspect? Where it's like, yo, your your kid is essentially not a kid anymore. But like she also is at the same time. You know what I mean? It's sad because like bringing you into this like perspective, like it's like you feel so many like different overwhelming emotions at least i did like there are times where i was just like truly truly sad and like i was like like i want her to be able to experience being a kid like you're saying and like to not have to worry about leaving her friends behind and all that sort of shit but then there's the other part of me that's also incredibly proud of her like i'm like yo go out there and like crush this shit like when she went out there for coachella and she was like like i was like let's fucking go i was like go do this and I just think that, you know, 
like you said, it's a meteoric rise, and we have the really deep insight to watch this meteoric rise. And I think she's one of the first, like, true Gen Z superstars. Um, Hold on. I, I would both, say, like, both she's... in terms of, like, her age and, like, who listens to her music, but also, like, in her theme, like, in her themes and her content, like, I think that it resonates a lot with this younger generation. She's the only one that I really care to listen to, also. Like, I heard... No what you're saying <laughs> yeah let me go listen to half the schlubs on tiktok come you on just don't know what you're saying tom york i read a quote that tom york apparently told her at a concert tom york is is in radiohead and uh he also did the suspicious score joshua i know that i know okay, tom okay, york i'll just make sure you're awfully quiet she apparently told he apparently like came up to her after the show a show and was like you're the only person who's doing anything interesting right now which is fire um and i think that's true yeah yeah i think i re-listened to her album today and i was like this is just a very very good album so good um let's talk about another weird like praise moment like that when orlando blue and Katy perry went up there definitely kissing her a lot a lot, right? I'm a lot. A kid in that video. She's like probably sixteen. She's like kissing her on the head, and I'm a kid. And I was like, "Yo, Orlando, chill out, bro." It's like and Lego lines. Like, she's like, "Watch out!" Like, it's a wild ride. I'm like, "Yeah." Well, she I bet said it is. that before. Yeah, um, and I could see, but I could see Billie Eilish going on a different, but in some ways similar sort of trajectory. Like, I could see Billie Eilish playing the Super Bowl one day, hundred percent, no doubt in my mind. I'm curious because, like. She doesn't have like the quote unquote pop appeal that like Katy Perry absolutely does. It's two different kinds though. Yeah, it is. Like Katy Perry is a very different pop appeal from Billie Eilish. Right, but 2000s pop is very different than 2020s pop. Well, uh, first of all, Katy Perry was 2010. Whatever. Late 2000s. 2000s. Yeah, like But um, I'm like most curious, like. Like, Billy could go, like, full avant-garde type and make, like, weird music. Like She already does. I But, like, I, I'm just very curious to see where she goes next. Me too. Because, like, I don't see her doing the Super Bowl, but that's not a dig in any way. It's more like I yeah. just don't see her. Like, whatever I'm expecting from her next, I don't see the Super Bowl being, like, that's what America. I don't wants even to think say. that's the goal of hers. I'm just saying, in terms of her popularity, yeah, like that, I could easily see her getting asked to do the Super Bowl. Like she I don't see her ever. Go go go! Sorry. She even talks about it in the movie, saying like, you know, like I like when they're like, it's okay to make a pop hit, and she's like, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to make a song that I think everyone's gonna like because that's not the point of it. I'd rather make something that like I feel more strongly about, and uh, you know, so I, I like I said, I don't necessarily see her doing the Super Bowl, but she could. And she is the most popular pop star on the planet right now. Like, I don't see her ever doing a feature. And uh, obvious... she, has. she has done Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. A couple of small ones, that. I think. Um, I definitely haven't heard them. But I was thinking about She did that. one for Euphoria. She did one for Euphoria, I think. Or I, I guess that's with Rosalia. But I think it's technically a Rosalia song. Oh, I forgot she dropped that song. Yeah. Interesting. And she's done stuff. She, dude, she did a song for Roma. I forgot. Well, no. Uh, first of all, I remember that one, but I meant more so like 
blah 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 featuring Billie Eilish, where like she does a hook or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I meant more so like that, but um, I guess I was wrong. Um, it's yo, do you know like you know the ball, not the balls, but like you know how confident you have to be to be like yo, Justin Bieber. Let me not put you on the album. Well, because she doesn't want any features on her album. And I love that. I like, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And I love that she felt like that she was able to, like, seeing those moments, honestly, like, I was like, yo, I don't care if you fuck with Justin Bieber or not. You have to understand what this man means. I have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect for him, too. And uh, I, like, you know, we feel like we're meeting Justin Bieber for the first time. And it's just, it's wild. It's wild I remember, wild. like, obviously, I was a young boy. And I remember just like totally. Cl- I feel like most people clowned on Justin Bieber. That were no, dudes. it was most like girls did. were obsessed with them, and most dudes and most dudes were like, oh, "What a fucking loser!" Yeah, because yeah. like we were all mad insecure about it. Like, of course, of course. Man with a yeah, bowl cut. Man with a bowl cut is getting. <laughs> but um, I remember like there was a very specific moment where like I was like, maybe Justin Bieber ain't like all that bad, and then like. I don't listen to him. It's when he dropped Purpose. That's the joint with like the Chance song on it, right? Uh, I don't know. No, that's Confidence. Was, yeah. But yeah, later than that. It's when he dropped Purpose, which is the one with uh, What Do You Mean? Sorry, Love Yourself. Uh, You know, like Where Are You Now? Like that era of Justin Bieber when he started just making m- pop music that appealed to more than just young girls. I was later than that too. Because like, you know me, I don't like listen to pop like you don't that listen to pop music because you're but, like, uh, i mean obviously like justin would come on i know the words i'm just saying a little bit but uh i remember like i was with body and prims actually when like he has a song with nas and i was like damn um and then i started and then like i heard confident and then like juke jam and shit and then like i heard and then like i learned about how like he had like a breakdown and shit and I went to rehab. And My man that. was fully sleeping on Justin Bieber. That's what he wants to tell everybody for the record. No, it's just like. Yes. I like his arc. I bet you do. And then like that message that he sent to Billy was like very cool. Yeah, well, like when he FaceTimes her and he's like. Not even before that. When he like, like after Coachella. And she's reading the message and he's like, I remember when I was 15 and now I'm 25. <laughs> I like what the mom says when she's like, you have to understand that this is how it is for everyone you meet. Like, you're yeah. in his position. Yeah. Which is sick. That would be so fire. Of course it would be fire. Are you kidding? I mean, it would be uncomfortable. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with being in a position like that, I think. Yeah. But, uh... I would not be able to do that. Oh, I would. I'd be like, totally. I know. No, <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I mean, like, like the way she blew up, I don't think I could handle that. Well, I think I would love it. I think I would love it for like a day, and then be like, "Yo, if one more person talks to me, like, get the fuck away." Yeah, when she's talking about it, and she's like, you know, all I hear is Billy, 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 Billy from every direction, and I'm just yeah, like, "Who are those yeah. schmoes?" Yeah, fuck them. Who the fuck, dude? I was thinking before, like, they addressed that scene where, like, she actively was like, "I don't fuck with that." Like, what happened there? Like, I was like, yo, all those people who thought they had a great meet and greet with Billie Eilish, and then they watched this documentary, they're like, oh. <laughs> There's some things where I was like, some people are definitely upset. Not because I'm sure, like, everyone was, like, 
it was ran by everyone, but I was like, like, listen, I don't know what went up. Like, obviously sensitive subject between her and her boo. When she was talking about her, that her, her, her breakup, <laughs> when she was talking about her breakup, I was like, yo, it sounds like you and me. <laughs> She's like, there's just a lack of effort. And like, you know, I just can't owe myself to be interested in everything he cares about. Like, yo, I just can't like, yo, you're at Coachella. Because your girl got you in. You're not going to go see her? Dick. What? Like, yo, what? Yeah, he's like, yo, I got other sets to catch, ma. And he's a rapper, from what I understand. So it's like... Catch me not listening to his music. Like, yo, even like... Like, dude, you ain't a smart businessman. And you a terrible boyfriend. (laughs) There was a, a part that stunned me in this. Like, a very... Um small part where it stunned me where she's looking at the video of her um breaking her ankle or spreading her ankle over how was she fast forwarding and reversing on instagram she screen recorded it was she yeah you sure yes i was literally watching that i was like mind is blown i was like she had a special rich person feature um that break was crazy that's like that's like watching like an nba one that shit like we like saw that happen and it's also funny because another thing... Wait, what? Travis Scott literally, like, busted his knee open. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Mid- mid-weekend. Travis Scott could never. I know. Um, it's also funny because, like, the two things I remember from Billie Eilish, like, when I discovered her, was how is she getting so famous so quickly? And uh, is she literally always wearing a boot? Because yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. every picture I saw of her, she was wearing a boot. And I was like, what's going on here? But um, yeah, fun fact, the best part of that movie is where they're all in the car and they're singing that Feist song from the Apple commercial. You know what I'm talking about? I don't they're know like, what that is. One, two, three, four. You don't remember that song? I remember the scene. I didn't know what that song was. Oh, that song? I mean, it's a pretty famous song, I think. But it was in this Apple commercial and in the Leopard household. Stu was obsessed with that song for a hot minute. Very uh, fire that uh, she's like, yo, I got to bring my friend on tour this time. Son, hell yeah. <laughs> Ow, you think I could take over the world without you? By that would be so fire. And I think, it's cru- I, I think it's crucial. Like, I mean, this whole conversation is kind of alluded to the fact that like, this isn't a documentary just about like the superstar. I feel like a lot of I'm going to give a personal anecdote. I remember when I was at the Kanye show at the Meadows where he left stage because Kim was being held hostage, which is a crazy sentence to say. Um, And I remember like he was performing something off a graduation, I think. And uh, like people were literally like calling him over from the side of the stage. And at one point, like they came out and he was like, yo, get the fuck off the stage. And he went back. They went back. He was like, replay the song. And uh, and then he kept looking like off to the side and finally went over. And they whispered, whatever. And uh, he went back on stage. He was like, cut the music. He was like, uh, there's been a family emergency. Like the show's over. I have to leave. And he just walked off stage. And like, there was a couple of moments of confusion. And then eventually someone came out and was like, Kanye has left. Like he's not on premises anymore. Like everyone go home. And people started booing and shit. 
and being like, oh, fuck you Kanye, you, whatever. You were like, you were no, like, and I was like, yo, what did he say? And someone was like, he said there's a family emergency. And I remember being like, then why the fuck are people freaking? Like, why are people booing so much? And then the next day, Twitter, like mad people were like, yo, fuck Kanye for leaving like that. And I was like, dude, people were like, yo, what was he going to do? She was in Paris. Because at that point, the news broke. And I was like, if your mom was in the hospital, you're going to be like, oh, let me finish this game of 2K real quick. Like, you can't do anything, but you're still going to go. It was this moment where I was like, yo, man. People like, forget that Kanye is a human. Yeah. And like, Kanye arguably is a bit more hateable than other celebrities or like polarizing, obviously. And people will just kind of forget that and be like, yo, you're not a person. You're just this like icon. And and the same thing happened with Lord. Like people were always making fun of her for her dancing. And then you're like, dude, she's on stage at 16 years old for 30,000 people. Dude, if that was me at 16, I would either freeze up or be a complete maniac on stage. Like that is a good parallel though. Lord is a good parallel. For dude, her. and she's another one. She lit her and one other dude made an album together that like Lord was huge. That album yeah. was everywhere. She was the second biggest. Like she was right before the headliner on the main stage at Go Ball before and she, her second album even dropped. And she like, was fucking sixteen. Yeah, and I remember, like, and I'm sure there's other instances of like people calling out like younger artists, especially. And Billy gets it too. They're like, "Why does she always wear like baggy clothes? Why is her music?" satanic this that and uh it's just like this documentary is like dude she's literally just a fucking 17 year old just a kid fucking around doing having fun yeah and it's just like i'll never understand people who are like and this crowd falls into the same crowd as like yo you're just a basketball player you're just an actor you're just a musician like we're not here to listen to what you think it's like then no one wants to hear you, you bozo. Like, get the fuck out of here. People just forget yeah, like, that, like, these like, are f- these are people who can yeah, like, have their own opinions and their own lifestyles and do what they want, how they want. And it's just like, it's this very weird disconnect. Especially... You don't, you don't know who Zlatan Ibrahimovic is, do you? Who? He's a soccer pair, player. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And uh, he's, like, one of the best soccer players in America right now. And he told LeBron, basically, he was basically talking about LeBron. He was like, listen, you're good at basketball. You're, like, less good at the politics thing. Like, basically, shut up the dribble, basically. So stupid. And LeBron's like, shut, like, like, no. Like, fuck you, yeah. white man. Shut no. up and dribble. Go play fucking soccer, you loser. Yeah, go kick the ball away, you fucking nerd. And, and it's also funny because it's like, why don't you stick to dribbling the ball? It's like, all right, then how about you shut the fuck up and stick to running around kicking shit? Like as if he's not giving his two cents off of that. Not to do, not to. But uh, to finish my thing. Yeah, finish it. This uh, this documentary does a very good job. It just like, I was never in that camp, but it 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 just like reminds you. It's like, she's literally just a kid. Like she gets her license halfway through the thing. It's a permit at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, like people gotta shut the fuck up and let people live. What did you think about how long it was and the fact that there was I, an intermission? The intermission, I was like, don't really need this. Yeah. I think I it like, had a theatrical release. 
So, so like, I get it, but like, I think it was in some theaters. Still, what I'm saying is a two hour, 20 minute movie, there should not be an intermission. It wasn't I, like thematically, I get it. But, uh, I was like, this is like the length is, I was like, I love this. Like I was, I was fully invested in it. Um, I, I what am did a you fan, think about those? Like, like most of the footage, I thought was really cool, and then there were some that I was like, like there were those weird family meetings with like a hidden camera. It looked like, you know what I mean? I'm like sure in they their just set up cameras. Well, yeah, they just set up cameras in their house and filmed things. But obviously, people act differently when they're aware that cameras are around. I guess so. Um, so I mean, it seems like they were living. Some with these... of it felt a tiny bit forced. I it seems say. like they were living with these cameras nonstop. Right, but what I'm saying so is like I imagine, and I don't think it was coming from like Phineas or Billy. I think it was more coming from the parents. Like the parents, sometimes I'd be like, "You wouldn't say that if there was a know. camera right there." I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, that's the case. Like, it's just cool that, like, R.J. Cutler from the jump, like before she blew up, she was like, he was like, "We're gonna just record everything," because like, like I assume you have to have a level. So is of that how the process went, or did they have all the footage and then they just kind of? No, from what I understand, he like started recording it from the jump. I could be wrong on that. Interesting. And I really a fucking fire that you see the the intro to the album. What do you mean? Like I've taken out my Invisalign. Oh yeah, I've taken out my Invisalign. Like it seems like they record. Like it seems like they pulled that audio from the documentary. From the video, there. yeah. Um. I like this documentary a lot. Like it made like, yeah. like I was just very happy for. I remember, like I have moments with artists that I really like, where like I'll hear something from them and I'll just become like overwhelmed with happiness for them. I'm like, yo, like they did it. Yeah. Like I remember like chance, like when Chance dropped like those singles, like pre the big day, and mm-hmm. he was like, young broke channel ain't broke no more. Like one day I was like in the shower and I was like, I've been listening to this dude for so long and like he's selling out MSG now. Like I'm so happy for him. And it's this weird, like, it's just, like you said, like, it's not like pride, but it's more so just like, it's very cool hearing the people that you like adore kind of hit that next level. And like this one in particular, like this documentary, I was just like, this unfathomably difficult like year like I'm, I'm so happy that like she's very clearly like my favorite videos my favorite artist videos maybe ever are the three interviews she did with vanity fair where they do it like a year apart mm-hmm. and it's just like with those mo- like i watch them like i think it's like th- i think it's been three now and like every year i'd watch it and i was like this is just so cool and like I'm just happy for her, and this like was that times a million. Where I was like, I would, and it's it's elevated by like the fact that people like nonsensically like try to clown her. Where I'm just like, I'm so glad that she can be like, yo, fuck all of you. Like she's doing it. She did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's just this awesome feeling that I think I feel the documentary really nailed in a way that like caught me off guard almost like I wasn't expecting to be so like invested in this documentary I agree also side note no time to die Get back. oh that's so that's the first time you heard it no I heard it when it first came out but I haven't listened to it since dude 
and yeah, I want to end it on this by saying like, no, I got one more thing before you end it, Mister. Okay, I am, I am the captain now. And everybody else. When I hear that in IMAX, I'm gonna cheer. I'm gonna be screaming. Yeah. Am I fu- and it's so funny that like at that point we'll have had it for a year. Like the, the song. One of the craziest voices I've ever heard in my life. It's really insane. Never on my side. And it's fire that like at one point Phineas is just like, that sounds like a Bond song. And it totally does. It sounds exactly like a Bond song. Yeah. It kind of sounds like Skyfall a little bit. Honestly, I can't Only once, fool me twice. Yeah. How can I live? How can it's I so breathe? good. Uh, it's uh, all those similar like types of things in the Bond song, but I'm, I'm here for it. Um, real quick to end this at to end this discussion on Billie Eilish, what is your favorite Billie Eilish song? I've I really enjoy all the good girls go to hell. That shit bangs. My strange addiction, stupid fire. You know I like those office. Don't ask questions. Don't, don't ever. No. I have to say that it's probably got to be. Um, when the party's over. I've just cried too many times to that song to make another pick. So Oh my guy. I know. I know. The she bag. ruins me. It she ruins me. Uh those are probably my two favorite. Yeah. I also really like eight, the ukulele song. Yeah. It's it's just like a really like nice shift in the album. Yeah. And therefore I am bangs. Obviously. All right. Now moving so, forward. Oh, so now let me end it by saying, "A wild dick." I so said I had something piss. I wanted to end Just with. No more piss on your computer. Um, if anyone thinks, if anyone thinks Billie Eilish is like successful because of a fluke, who thinks that? Ma- dude, mad people. No when she won the that. Grammys, mad people were like undeserved. And to that, I say, you go win a Grammy, you bozo. Why don't you stick to Twitter, bitch? Grammys are corrupt. Fuck them. But, like, but uh, they got it right. You can't argue with those streaming numbers, though. They got it right. Yeah. Get it? That's now it. you're done? Yeah. All right. Just this, checking. this documentary got me very amped. I don't know. Something about it. It was just like, Yes. Yes. Um, Put that yeah. on the poster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward, there was another movie we we're going to watch this week that I made the executive decision that I would not be watching. Um, it was. Did you watch it? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Tom and Jerry movie. To, but... And I'm just not the biggest Tom and Jerry fan. And Classic. after hearing the nearly universal boos towards this movie. Classic. I was like, I just don't want to spend time doing that this weekend. May watch it at some point, but not today. Classic. So, it's, say classic one more time, you dumb bitch. Classic, man. Why don't you shave your me? face? I'm a young OG. I'm a classic man. Shout out to you, Dana. I've heard the Kendrick remix once. Haven't even heard the full, full thing. All right. Are you done? Have you heard it? Are you done? Oh, my God. Why can't we just talk? Oh, we can Apparently I not. Want, I don't want to talk about Jadetta. All right. Talk about Jadetta. Tell me about the Kendrick remix. No, whatever now. No, no, come on, come on. No. You've only heard it once, and you didn't even hear the whole thing. How crazy is that, man? It's Kendrick Lamar. Come on. 
Come on, please. No dead air. Come on. Don't be shy. Pour some more. Oh, he put the light down. I'm waiting on you. I'm not allowed to speak anymore. Go ahead. No, I have nothing left to say. Are you sure? Yes, I'm done for the episode. I'm silent for the <laughs> I'm silent for the rest of the episode. You made me so mad today. I'm I haven't done anything. This is two strikes today. Three strikes? Three strikes and I drive to Long Island and pour another cup of piss on. And you're out of here. You're out of here. Get okay, so instead of, of watching Tom and Jerry, who Tim are arguably Jack. one of the most iconic duos in film history. Ooh. I figured that we would go through some of the more iconic film Let's duos go. and say which one of us is which. But apparently this is not an activity you wanted to partake in. You would rather no. talk about Jadena all day. Jadena and Kendrick, not a good duo. Next. So, I figured we would discuss and talk about that. Is it a bracket? No, it's not. How would that even make any fucking sense? What a best duo bracket. Did I say we're doing best duo? I don't make. I thought you. Are you listening? Hello? I'm going to look up if there's a best duo bracket. I'm just curious. We're going to do yours, but I'm just curious. So you just want to derail for no reason? I'm ready. Let's go. Hit me with it. Are you ready? Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Yes. Brennan Huff and Dale Doback. Which one of us is which? Oh, we're doing it like that. Brennan is Will Ferrell? Yes. I'm totally Will Ferrell. It comes down to who's more childish. And you're saying I'm the more childish one? No, I think that Brennan is the more childish one. Like with the drum sets shit, that would be me. Dale, who's like, don't touch my drum Oh, okay, whoops. I haven't seen Step Brothers in some time. I would definitely be Dale then. Dale is like, don't touch my drum. I was set. like, yo, don't Brennan touch. Is like, I'm gonna rub my nuts all over your drum. But set. see, I, I couldn't see you doing that. Does that mean I could see myself rubbing my balls on your items? I could see you doing that. Who do you think? Boundaries, who do you think? Who is who? I think you had it right the first time. I think, unfortunately, I am John C. Riley and you are Will Ferrell. Yeah. Not that either one of those is like something to be proud of. You get but, some uh, nookie in the bathroom though, so. Stay going, Pony Boy. From Agatha. Let's go. Yo, that's one of the funniest scenes in that whole movie. When they walk out into the dinner? What? Do you know what I'm talking about? When he's literally inside of her and they walk out into the dinner. When he's inside of her? You mean to say it again? Wait, what? Do you remember they're having like family dinner? Yeah. And Dale is like out in the other room. Fucking Derek's wife, Catherine Hahn. That's in the restaurant. I don't think it's a restaurant. I'm pretty sure it's their house. No, dude. She she comes out of the stall, bangs him, and then is like, stay golden, pony boy. And then different pisses in the part. urinal. Different part. I don't remember the second part then. The second part is where they're banging at like their house and they like fall into the door and they're like standing in the li- like the, the dining room. Everyone's sitting at the table and he's like standing behind her inside of her. That might be an unrated scene. I don't know. That might be the director's cut. This is an iconic scene, and I've said inside of her way too many times today. Inside Uh, you. Inside you. Woody and Buzz Lightyear. I would totally be Buzz. Really? I think so. I think Woody is the planner. I'm just taking it for the rules. 
Yeah, I think Woody's the pl- I think I would be a fool. I think Buzz is the Woody's the straight man of that duo. It's true. Like I would be the one in like the dress or whatever. What? You don't remember when he like I do he becomes like the it? maid. I don't like that you just said that Woody would be the straight man and Buzz <laughs> is the one wearing the dress. As if that's the most iconic thing that Toy Story is known well, for. Well, that's from Toy Story One. Check your gender role, though. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. All right, SpongeBob and Patrick. We we know this one. Do we? Yeah. Say it. I'm definitely Patrick. <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell me that I was Patrick. I was like, absolutely. I was not. gonna say that as a joke, but it. I had to. No, nah, I'm Patrick. You definitely are Patrick, and there's nothing wrong with that. Did you see my butt? Fact: <laughs> Pants sounds like Patrick. Um, Phineas and Ferb. Uh, I don't really remember much from Phineas and Ferb. I was definitely not as in love with it as like everyone else was. Um, who's the Ferb's the Ferb's the quiet one? I'm not an inventor like Phineas. Like I'm not an idea guy. Certainly not quiet like Ferb. I don't think either of us are like either of those. It would be more like you're doofenshmirtz. And I'm Perry the Platypus. Oh, so I'm going to be the evil guy? Uh, You're Buford. The bully? Yeah. You'd be Candace, I think. Perfect. What about, you would definitely be Candace. Some, all right. What about Chandler Bing and Joey Tribbiani? Oh, this? I could be both. No, you can't. And it's actually very easy, I think. I know you're going to say I'm Joey. Because you are. Yeah, in many ways. But I feel like my humor is very chandler Not even close. Not even close. You don't think so? You're not nearly sarcastic enough. You're not nearly witty enough. Chandler's the best friend. Is he? He's not the best friend to the others. He's the, the best, best character. Y- yeah. Of the main six friends, he's the best. Yeah, but you're not Chandler. Sorry. I'm definitely Joey. I agree. You're definitely Joey. I'm uh, Dr. Drake Ramore. All right, uh, Marlon and Dory. Oh, I was like, "What are you talking?" I was like, "What the fuck is Marlon?" Uh, I'm Dory. Why am I all the dumb ones? I want you to answer some of them. You're the dumb fun ones. All right, you ready for this one? Bacon and eggs. So we're going abstract. Well, you know, on this list I'm looking at of best duos of all time. Bacon they have some food option. I'm eggs. You're I'm, e- I'll be bacon. I'm easy. I can be assembled in a variety of ways. And I'm greasy. I'm fatty, but I'm the part that tastes best. And you love having me around. Everyone wants a bite of Josh, but too much and it'll kill you. <laughs> Got that right. Zach and Cody. I'm totally Zach. Uh, yeah. You're Mr. Mosby. Mm-hmm. You killed a man. That's fucking bad. One of my favorite pictures of all time is like it's that headline, and then it's him, and he's like, "I told you, no running in my lobby." That is really sad. It was an accident, right? Yeah, I think he was drunk driving or something. Peanut butter and jelly. I. 
I also just need you to know while you're thinking about it that number 41 on this list is mom and dad. I like that there's 41 of them. No, I'm still going. There's more on the list. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm. You can't be jelly. Because jelly can't. don't shake like that. Well, I'm peanut butter, so I'm thick. I'm like, it up. Ooh. To Ooh. Yes, you are peanut butter. Thick mama. <laughs> All right, ready? Brian and Stewie. Wait, crunchy or a smooth peanut butter? You know I'm smooth. I like a little bit of crunch, though. Like, are you an anti-crunch guy? No. Okay, good. Okay, good. Brian and Stewie. I don't think I'm either. I don't think I'm smart enough. I'm definitely not Stewie. You're pure. You owe me money all the time, so you might be Brian, though. You're Chris. I'm de- I'm fucking Quagmire. <laughs> you are. And it's disgusting, honestly. And you're uh, Herbert the Pervert. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was mean. That's not nice. Wayne and Garth. I think I'm Wayne. You care Wayne guy? Care one? Care two? Care one? Care two? Yo, I used to think I was crazy for doing that. And then I saw that movie and I was like, I've been acknowledged. Because I used to do that all the time. I still do that shit. Give me one. Give me two. Give me one. Give me two. Give me one. What, do you agree? Do you think I'm Wayne? Uh, I guess so. I don't like this that I'm... more of a study. This is really more of a study to see... Of who I see you, myself as. Yeah. What you how I perceive yourself. myself. Correct. Correct. I'm okay. secretly just doing deep psychological analysis. On Imposter syndrome. That's... Do you even know what that is? Yeah. It's when you think that you're not good enough to be doing what you're okay, doing. So what does that have to do with anything we're talking about? Thank you. Next question. James <laughs> Silent Bob. I am one million percent. We're going to say it the same. We're going to say who you think I am on three. Hot take. You ready? One, two, three, Jay. You're Silent Bob. You're oh. not though. You're Absolutely not, not. You Absolutely. look more like Jay, but you're not Jay. I'm Josh. I'm hey, Jay. You are actually. You are Jay. You are Jay. <laughs> you're Jay. I'm Fifteen five. bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. Don't think you owe me, owe me, owe me. Also, one day we will do a Jay and Silent Bob Halloween costume. Maybe. No, we have to. Why don't you go do it with Chris? I used to call him Lunchbox, but now he lost a bunch of weight, so we snack pack. <laughs> All right. Let's do another one. JD and Turk. I feel like this is the only one you have to answer because this Mark. is your show. No, I, the game is that you answer. <sighs> I think I'm JD. I want to be Turk. So classic so main character complex. No, um, I, I just, I'm not cool. I'm not as cool as Turk. Ketchup. Ketchup. Fuck mustard, dude. I eat mustard often, but like mustard is objectively the inferior condiment. All right, I disagree. Spicy brown mustard, different conversation. If we're talking, if we're talking pure, no, 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 yellow mustard. Prince's yellow shit might as well just be garbage. That's what I'm saying. So it's spicy brown mustard. Yeah. Versus ketchup. Mm-hmm. No, but we're not even like that's not the game we're playing right now. 
Oh, what do you mean? Ready? Like, we're not saying which one of these is better. Lil Uzi Vert and Playboy Cardi. Neither. <laughs> I'm just reading I it. Reject your, the one I reject your hypothesis. You reject my hypothesis. Okay. Um, 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 Vince and Jules. Vince and Vega and Jules from uh, Pulp Fiction. I think the way Vincent dies is the way I would go out. So it's the year Travolta. Yeah. Yeah. English motherfucker, do you speak it? And I will strike thee. I couldn't pull off that line. You can't pull off any lines. I would be a better actor than you. I am a better actor than you. I was in a movie. Um, I've acted in way more things than you have, so absolutely not. I need to see that three thousand five video. No. Yeah, I love the look of right. You're like, how did you know about that? <laughs> no, that's not happening. And also, you know that I've been in many musicals. Have you? If I were a rich man. You could never, you could stand there with a golf club, look at your fake ID, and walk across the street, but you could never play Tevye. I was Santa in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's not even a real part in that movie. Yes, it is. Oh, what? It is, but I had you thinking it wasn't. Wait, is it? It's like a, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a super small role. Super small. He gives them the gifts. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, I gave them their gifts, and uh, we used a garbage bag, and I it was a big garbage bag, and I couldn't reach it at one point, and it got like stuck in the folds, and I was literally like going crazy. And then I was also Angelo, the curious angel, in the curious angel, the titular role I hid under a table. That does not sound like even a remotely real thing. I'll call my mom right now. The curious angel, Alex. It's not like based off of any. It might See, be. Look I was up. Saying, at least at my my Jewish school, like we did normal plays. The curious angel. I'm not play. seeing anything. The curious angel play. You were Azazel, the Curious Angel? Maybe. A little bit of dogma action. I have the, the program somewhere. I'll, I'll find it. All right. Well, not today. Alex, I don't got any more duos for you. What the fuck? You, fu- you missed, other? like, the biggest ones ever. So give me some. Batman and Robin. Yeah, but I'm trying to avoid ones that are so clearly, like, main guy sidekick. So I would own up to it. Okay. Who do you think you are in between Batman and Robin? I don't think I'm either of them. You're Robin. Okay. I'm Batman. Because you have main character in uh, Syndrome or Complex. I think everyone does. I think if people don't, I think if people pretend they don't, they're lying to themselves. Some people know themselves a little better. Okay. Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Which one's the moose? Rocky. That's you. No, Bullwinkle. No. Bullwinkle is. Do you remember? The, I'll give you a dollar right now if you can remember the names of the Russian agents. Nope. It's Natasha and Boris. Here's your dollar. Fact check me on that. Um, what other big duos are there? We're going to be a duo soon when we play A Way Out. Yeah. Ooh, look at that little segue. Tell the people about our uh, little foray into co-op gaming. Me and Josh, I've finally gotten Josh to be friends with me and play a video game with me. 
Um, so there's this co-op game, exclusively co-op, called The Way Out. came out a few years ago. And the developers are making a new game for the PS5. But we're going to go back and play their first one. Uh, where it's two... I don't think they're two brothers, but they're either two friends or possibly two brothers. Um, and they are escaping from prison. And the game is entirely co-op. And I believe like choices impact each other's gameplay. You're but, gonna uh, hate playing man. Just like oh, we're, g- we're gonna ask Marty. Ask Marty if he likes playing. I'm excited. I'm excited. There are there are complete and entire games that damn near ruined our friendship. That's how it always is. Do you have any serious gaming rage moments? Yeah. What was like your biggest one? Well, one of the ones I'm talking about right now. There's this game called Lost Planet. I don't know if I wait. And I don't know if I know that. It was, we used to play this game, it was not very fun, and there was this one mission that we just, like, could not beat, me and Marty, and, like, Marty would be screaming at me, like, Josh, what are you doing? You gotta do this, do that, blah, 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 and I'm just like, I just wanna fuck around and shoot things, and he would get so mad at me, and then we would just quit and, like, fight each other, but that would happen for many games, like Borderlands and Lost Planet, and we used to play these games called Kane and Lynch. I love Kane and Lynch. Fire, and we used to play Army of Two. Army of Two was fire, bro. Yeah, who'd you play it with? My boy Demi. Yeah. Um, one time, it was me, Molly, Jonathan, and Brandon playing League of Legends in the same room. And I never played League of Legends. I only started playing it because like they were all playing it. And they were making fun of me. Well, not they. Brandon specifically was like really egging me on. And like I was like I literally was awful at that game. I'm not great. And uh at one point I got so mad. I was like, yo, shut the fuck up. Slammed my laptop closed and left the room. Did just... everyone else just look at each other and like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is this guy's problem? Another time, um, me, same crew, we were playing Uno in the break in the common room in Ewing. And Jonathan got so tight. He was like, like he got a big, like, we we threw a lot of cards his way. And he was like, yo, fuck this game. And literally wiped all the cards off the table. I used to rage quit board games with Marty. Rage quitting board games aren't, it's fun because you can be, like, you got to really be mad. Like, yo, fuck Monopoly. And like. Rip yeah, the board up. You're gonna be looking, cleaning up pieces forever. Yeah, and... it's never worth it. And it doesn't make you look cool. And it, yo, if you rage quit at a board game, yeah, you you you're looked at differently. I think. For I think. sure. Like yo, you flip a board. <laughs> Especially at any adult age, if you were to do that, I would look at you and be like, "Really?" It's like dog. Calm. Yeah. Like if you were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, imagine we were playing that train do? game, and you were like, yo, fuck this. <laughs> Wait, that one in the alley tab? Yeah. Take I see that ride. game all the time. There's a game store right here. Ticket to Ride? Uh, what? Ticket to Ride? Is that the name of it? I think so. Dude, there's a game shop here. I can't wait till the vacky. I'm going to go play games with people. You're going to be one of those guys that hangs out in the cool part of the back of the store? I think that's cool. I just said it was the cool part of the story. I feel like that was sarcastic. I also really want to play Dungeons and Dragons. So, like, I feel you like do or do not? I do desperately. 
Like desperately. That and Catan. I want to play so bad. Catan is like a very basic game. You should just learn how to play it. I want to play the the Cones of Dunshire. That's what it is. Which is like based off the Sellers of Catan, I think. Yeah. Not really. It's just kind of like another board. WandaVision. What about? Nah, we're way over time. Way over time. You excited All for right. the finale? Yeah. You? Yeah. Take a bet right now on the record. Who's the cameo? I don't know. We did this last week. Yeah, do it again right now. Are we going to see... It's... Is it Ultron? Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be something from the X-Men. I'll say that. I think so, too. They, it seemed like they hinted at mutants, but I couldn't get any confirmation. You had to hit the Reddit message board to see what they're clicking. No. I, I even put it on Reddit and no one responded. I didn't know you were posting fan theories on Reddit. No, I, I comment. Listen, I got original post. So I've been watching WandaVision over and over and over again. No, because reveal, like there's going to be a mutant reveal in episode nine. When Wanda respond, I can't stop thinking about this. Love, Alex. When Wanda sees the Scarlet Witch, like in the Time Stone, mm-hmm. or whatever stone that was, the Mind Stone. Yeah. Um, they're talking after, and she's like. So you, so the, the, the mind stone just brought the power out of you. It, it like, act, like the, the phrasing made it seem like exactly what a mutant is. Yeah. So yeah, we'll I don't know. Josh, where are the, you tried Alex, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Alex Paps one on Twitter at Samurai Paps on Letterboxd at AG person. And the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok on WTR Pod. WTR Pod. You can find me at Josh Lampert, J O S H L E M P E R T, on Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter, everything. Uh, we do have some good stuff coming to the website this week. I know I said that last week, but I think I actually mean it this week. And, uh, you know, um, just make sure that you're out here supporting your boys. You know, we're here, Patrick, SpongeBob, you know, Tom and Jerry, all that stuff. And um, we're going to just keep doing what we're doing. You guys keep holding on. Get vaccinated if you can. Wear your masks. Be safe out there. And we will see you next week. Peace.